Hey everybody, welcome back to Questionable Choices. I'm Rob, and I'm joined by a special guest today. Hey everyone, this is Zach. Um, I work for the OCY. It's a contract with DMH where I assist teenagers with their mental health struggles. They face many um, mental health diagnoses while also struggling often with financial insecurities and hardships um sometimes they're in dcf custody and i provide my life experiences and the things i've been through with my mental health uh such things include you know i have bipolar 2 anxiety depression different family dynamics that kind of allow me to come to work each and every day give my experience and provide them with advice to make them the best self and get through middle school high school and beyond which Mm. can be so challenging for these young kids it's becoming ever more challenging just with everything going on yeah it's kind of like big brother almost yeah for sure yeah um today's topic and like specifically why i wanted zach on this episode is the effects that social media have on our mental health i see i see this every day and it's such a shame because all the kids i work with i i I oversee about 20 probably yeah like 20 kids um and all of them have a phone now i feel like Mm. some kids have phones so early like when i was a phone yeah my little cousins have like they're like six seven eight and they have phones yeah, they have the like iphone 10 i'm like back when i was in fifth grade i had like a flip phone if i was lucky you know like but anyways let's uh yeah i guess bring it back um i just actually wanted to start off with some statistics and kind of use that as a jumping off point but uh, i got this from uh, the pew research center they did a survey in 2018 uh of of teens uh basically like one in 16 years have experienced at least one of six different forms of abusive behavior online. Uh, one of them was name calling, which is like 42%. Uh, the other is spreading false rumors at 32, uh, receiving unsolicited explicit, uh, images at 25%, uh, having their activities and whereabouts tracked by someone other than a parent at 21%, which that that's wild. <laughs> All these wild. are are wild, yeah. uh, you know, like the, the, some of these things one and two. But yeah. go go on, Rob. No, there's there's two more. There's someone making physical threats, which is sixteen percent, which I've dealt with more in person than I have in in online. But and then having explicit images of them shared without their consent, which I've heard about, which is at seven percent. But like, it is just all of those. It just makes it increasingly hard to have your own identity and especially online too right like we're not all uh so like influencers you know what i mean like we we're not all like savants and even like people who are kind of up and coming and trying to become that it's it's such a kind of like you have to follow a track if you break away from that there is exceeding judgment and that that goes to like body dysmorphia and and having um basically having this 
stigma around looking a certain way and being a certain way and that is like the standard right so if you deviate from that standard then uh then you're not as accepted or you're judged if anything i i I agree you know we have these standards in society uh no, you should make wear makeup. You should be tall, or mm. you should be you know have a tan, or should be skinny. And society creates these standards uh, over time, and then the social media, the the magazines, the pictures. Nowadays, we have so much technology, which is great in some ways, but mm. terrible horrible. in others. Absolutely fucking horrible. Oh, fucking horrible. Like, and I. And I get it. We have to pr- put things out there, but but societal ways of thinking just have to change. Uh, as someone who used to be, I used to be a beanpole, you know, tall, skinny kid. Mm. I was mocked. Uh, uh, are you a twig? Or you know, derogatory uh, terms for for uh, orientation and and things of that nature, and. Oh, yeah. And it kind of sat with me. Like, when you hear something, uh, especially name-calling, uh, that, that all, all the statistics stagger, uh, astonish me. <laughs> but here, one in two people hearing that, that a name, you know, really affects them and sticks with them, I, I, I see it because that just... If, you, if you're hearing something every day, I think... Mm. Um, I remember I would hear things in person every day. I can't yeah. even imagine, you know, online, it's just everywhere. It's just like, no, so like, it's not personal at all too. Like it could be something like, it's like, oh, like, uh, like, oh, me and my friends are going to post something of this video we thought was really funny of us. And then you get like people commenting, but like you, if you take away that, that personal interaction, there is less to, there's less to lose. And so people can say more wild and wild shit. And that's where, you know, when we were kids, that stuff stays with us because when you're younger, you kind of absorb a lot. You're like a sponge. So you absorb the stuff that you're given and that stuff is hard to wring out. And uh, if it's online, you you get even, even more of these more wild, these wild uh, accusations. And, you know, like it's I guess going into the rumors as well, like the false rumors, like that's just terrifying. Yeah, you're behind this wall. They often say, like, mm. uh, I, I guarantee these people wouldn't say it to someone's face, and they, no. and 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 that's why when they get this power to kind of be who they want to be, they 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 do this thing, and um, they it's, cre- yeah, it's like it's easy to um, it's easy to to just type out something without thinking about the repercussions. And it's like you don't know who's on the other the other side of that. Like you're like commenting on like a teenager's like post, saying like, "Oh, you look like you look fat. You look like skinny. Like, like oh, you don't have this. You don't have that." It's it's the small stuff too that that hits you harder. It's not the big stuff because you could be like, "Ah, he's the hater. Like that's nothing." But it's like that that those small observations, and maybe it hits on like an insecurity that you have. I'm and sure I couldn't gr- yeah. yeah, I experienced this. Uh, for me, I took a very unconventional educational path. Uh, I was someone who kind of had to work my way through school. Mm. I wasn't simply 
the plan was to be that way. And due to uh, circumstances out of my control, our finances were a little more tighter. Mm. But with that, you know, I wasn't the conventional kid. Uh, I, I was working in high school when others maybe, I don't know, were going to parties or or chess club or whatever you know extracurricular yeah. activity they chose to partake in i was working and that wasn't normal so people no. were like why are you working like that's weird like you can work later in life and <laughs> you didn't get yeah. to be a kid yeah i didn't get to be a kid but you know thankfully i had very loving parents who you know i got that kind of nurturing relationship from and, and but even when i went on to school i i was atypical um i was someone who never could really live on campus due to some of the mental health struggles i went through uh, mm. i had uh trouble adjusting to life on my own and and i had you know medical withdrawals from schools and yeah. and, and transferring schools thinking this one would be better this one would be different uh, you know, because I'd see, <laughs> I feel like it was like the, what, what's this movie called? Animal house, party house, like mm. with the, with the frat. And it's like, you know, totally not what, for the most part, what college is like no. college is not that every day. Like you, you have to study, like you have to work yeah. and, and, and it's like to, like to think on top of like all these other stresses in your life to then like also have to deal with the consistent judgment of other people looking at your life and looking at you and be like, Oh, you're not normal. Like, Oh, you, you know, you're not supposed to look like that. You're not supposed to kind of act like that. You're supposed to fall in line with everything else. It, I, I can't, I never went to, I never ended up going to college, but I, I dealt with that in high school a lot as well. Like the, um, I was the opposite of you. I was, I was big. I was a big kid. And so, like, the the name-calling, the judgment, I also worked a lot in high school. And, like, I going into my, I think it was my sophomore year into senior year, I, I worked consistently. I would go to, I would go to school. I would, leave, I would uh, walk from school or I would take my car when I got out of time to my job. And I would be there until 11 o'clock at night. And I'd do that five, six days a week. And... It was like just consistent. I didn't get to have that normal life. And on top of like, on top of that, like I didn't have time to, I wasn't one of those people who had time to like go on social media. I was never the, I was never the person like, oh, let me Snapchat that. Let me like put it on Instagram, take a picture of this. I didn't have that chance. So like, I feel grateful in the way that I, I didn't grow up normally enough to the rest of my generation where I felt the need to be on social media. I was so detached from every other kid that like i was like oh i i'm doing all this adult stuff let me let me just focus on that instead of like oh let me post like oh this this funny thing with me and my friends on snapchat so i never had to deal with that at least online the the ridicule and kind of judgment from others about how i looked because god knows i got it in person enough you so, know so i feel like you kind of uh, maybe pushed it away Mm. per se as a way of if i don't get involved with it i can't get hurt by that yeah yeah exactly uh, it's like uh voluntarily kind of 
not participating in that aspect. And just to kind of jump into our next topic, like how just how social media in general and like how I viewed it from the outside looking in, how it just distorts reality in general. Like you look at all these influencers. I, I know you have, I know you have personal experience in this, but like, like influencers will, will show like, oh, look at my, my lavish life. Look at how I live. Like, oh, go check out this. Go check out the sponsor. Go check. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's such just a, it's a cycle of trash. It's a cycle of shit. And it forces you to look at the world in a way that that isn't real. It's not reality. And you see all these people with the vlogs and stuff like that, that portray the world in a way that isn't realistic. I, I, I see people hurting on a daily basis and they go about their lives trying to be something they're not. And, and, and my main job is to say, no, don't do that. Yeah. Like be yourself. Ground them. Almost. Yeah. Bring them back and be like, what do you, what do you like about yourself? What makes you, you, and sometimes they don't know. And that's totally fine. Like, it takes people a long time to find what they like in life. Uh, mm. For me, I found out I did a bowling league with some friends uh, of me and Rob's, and um, I found out I had a passion for bowling, and I did recreational sports. Mm. And, and But the online perception of, of, of image and... And who you should be is a shame. Uh, I thought I had to be the cool kid in high school. The, mm. My ego in high school and up, like, oh, I thought I was way better. I, 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 my girlfriend, a friend of ours, Kim, she she calls it buzz cut Zach. I had a buzz cut, and buzz cut oh, Zach okay. <laughs> was not the not the best me. Mm-hmm. I thought I had to be, you know, Mr. Varsity basketball player, uh, Mr. Smooth, Mr. I talk to, you know, everyone, go to parties. Uh, yeah. No, no, I, no, please continue. I don't want to cut you off. I mean, more more so on the lines of, of that sort of thing. Uh, um, yeah, basically, basically everything I wrapped up there. Yeah, well, I like... That that all that touches on the point of, like that's not reality. Uh, the, even in even in high school and in school, like that's there is a like even like if you're talking like in terms of media in general, not even just social media, like movies, TV shows tell you like okay, this is how high school is supposed to be. This is how high this is how college is supposed to be. It's like parties, booze, like going out late at night, rock with and your- roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know that's what they sure. that's what they send. Yeah, you know? and like it's when you get when you get when you get when you get into the adult world, it's nothing like that. And I feel like people go one of two ways, at least in our generation, is like you'll go down the path of like facing reality. Like this is this is how things are, and the way things were, that that that's that isn't real. It is just something that's projected in your mind. And with us, I feel we had it the other way. We kind of realized, you know, teenage years for us probably weren't the best. But now we're loving adulthood Mm. because we face the struggles. We know, you know, no one cares as much as an adult. And there's beauty in that. Oh, I love it. So great. (laughs) 
<laughs> and, so amazing. And I know what I wanted, what I like, what I want to do. And, mm. and, and for some folks I know, they still have this idea like that they haven't moved on to the next stage. Yeah. And, and that just to just to kind of like pivot towards um, the other side of that is that, you know, like we went the side of, of fate, like facing reality, like, oh, this is how things are. The people who kind of go heavily into like following like the vlogs and stuff like like people who kind of portray reality in a certain way they go the complete opposite route and they'll they'll just kind of get involved and and wrapped up in how social media portrays the world and you're like no, i want to do that i want to i want to be like all these people who are loving life and i want to project this happy life like you hear all these like horror stories like even like people in their well into their adulthood that like are in failing marriages and like they have such a miserable life, and yet what they portray on, on social media is the complete opposite. They put up a facade. They act as everything is okay. But what I hate most about social media, and what I love about this podcast, though, is that just me and Rob talking, we get to know each other better mm. on, a, on a weekly basis. We talk about things we maybe, you know wouldn't talk about and everyone has a story mm. and i love hearing people's stories just talking about the raw day-to-day and you don't always get the authentic you no. uh there there's times i've been in uh mental hospitals depressed struggling couldn't get out of bed we same. all been there same but who posts online, you know, I'm really depressed today. Um, um, yeah. I have my weighted blanket on. Yeah. I'm, I'm really sad. down. I'm really yeah. sad. And I just sometimes I don't even feel like what's the point of getting out of bed. Instead, they're like, oh, going out with some friends. Let me take a picture of my egg salad. Like, it's like, let me take a picture of my breakfast. It's like, why are you? I guess it's almost like putting up the facades because that's what you want to be people to think because as a society we're not in a place and i'm so adamant in making it okay for people to say i need help i'm struggling i'm depressed dot 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 whatever it may be relating to mental health there's so much stigma and people can't talk openly about it on instagram because it has to be the surface level stuff like I ate cookie dough ice cream and a slice of pizza for dinner, you know, mm. like, yeah. And you get that, you get the rare few that do are just honest and, and just kind of show who they are and keep doing that. Mm. If you're one of those people, keep doing it. It will, it will break through. And I guarantee there's one person out there or more who are reading that and they may not necessarily reach out to you. But they take it in. And for me, I heard the podcast. I was an avid listener. Mm. I watched every podcast. I took notes. I did self-reflection, self-affirmations, and kind of assessed my life where it was. And I think if you can talk about this stuff, it's it's gonna you're going to help break the walls and help someone else. And I, I think be open on your presence on social media. Mm-hmm. That makes me very happy that that this has helped you. It's kind of been the whole, the whole goal of it. So much, what 
yourself is doing brandon is doing Mm. uh dante behind the scenes yeah it's a it's a long road to get to where we want to be at i guess like kind of coming towards the end of the like the last 10 minutes um that kind of goes into what uh how we feel about the podcast but there's a fear of putting yourself out there and, and receiving the negative, like we've, we've gotten a lot of feedback and we've gotten a lot of things that we should change. And I, to be honest, when I first started this, I was petrified, but I was like stuck on the goal of like, I wanted to help people. So like I focused on that and I was like, let's just kind of talk right without any, like any plan. And like, you know, people gave us really good feedback. People give us negative feedback. People give us a crit- like a very good criticisms. And it's like, even in general, outside of this podcast, it's like, for me, wanting to put myself out there more on social media, there is still, like, there's still a fear in me that I'm going to get judged harshly for it. And that's, I, to be... To, to even be afraid to put myself out there be, because I'm, I'll be judged, I feel like is just a fundamental, uh, a fundamental feeling and emotion for a lot of people, not just me. And I feel like people feel as this is just the way it is, mm-hmm. you know, you know, like when in reality, it doesn't have to be this way. Like we as a society can come together and be like, enough is enough of this nonsense i feel like and that's and that's what you're doing and i applaud you because at first i was on the sidelines like like Mm. seeing what you were doing and kind of scared and i didn't put myself out there yeah and i'm like what am i doing I, i i want to put myself out there um a little bit back so i a little backstory. Um, I had a service dog. He's now emotional support animal. I don't use him as a service dog. I don't believe mm. in using something as one thing when it's not the other. Right, so right, it's right. just emotional support dog. But anyways, so when it was time, when it, who was a service dog and I was a prospect and all that, I, I put my story out to help. So uh, they're, they're a hefty, you know, acquisition uh process to get a service dog so i wanted to fundraise and do my part for the organization to help future hell yeah uh individuals receive that same benefit Mm -hmm. and i put out my story and i'm like what are people gonna think of this like some Mm. people don't even know i'm struggling with mental health uh, bipolar depression whatever and when i did You know, it was things such as, I wish I had it on me. I would have to scroll back deep into the Facebook profiles. But anyways, you know, it was things such as like, I'm so glad you shared. I struggle with this too. I'm so glad you had the courage to share. It was just nothing but positivity. And Mm. rarely, no, there was, I can say certainly, there wasn't a person who was like, why'd you share this? That's so dumb. Like, yeah, it's, it's so like superficial and there is that's like with anything with anybody on the surface level they're gonna pick at like the tiny things and even like even the dumb comments will make you feel like shit but it's like you know 
even I, my whole goal, I was telling Brandon this, I think I mentioned this in the first episode, like my whole goal was to just reach one person. If I could just make one person feel better by just talking, right? Like now we have kind of more of a structure to it because we know what we want to do. We have a kind of a direction going forward. But like, I was like, my whole the, whole, the way I was starting it, I was like, I'm just going to talk about my personal experiences and see where it goes. Because I'm like, I, I know that when I was at my worst, I could have used something like this. I couldn't agree more. Being able, I'm a, I'm a big believer in, in, in talking. I believe in psychotherapy and everyone has different things that work for them. So when I say like, you know, I believe in talk therapy and it's not your thing. Okay. So be it like, that's mm. fine. You know, I hope you find different coping skills to find what works for you. But yeah. uh, talking it out has been great for me. And, and, and I hope you have that one person in your life no matter who it is, who you can trust and go to, because that's yeah. so huge. And like, weirdly enough, the better part of the internet, like even if you don't in your personal life, there, are, I can guarantee you there will be people out there that will help you. Like there are communities out there, like, like Discord servers, like, you know, you you kind of, you, sh you show up to a place, it kind of, it's kind of the effect of like high school where it's like, you go, you go somewhere enough times, you're able to kind of make friends. Like you, you go to like certain like forums, you go to like, you'll do certain thing enough times. You're going to meet people like you. And like that, that's kind of the polar opposite. It's like being afraid to put yourself out there is a real fear and it's justified and you shouldn't feel ashamed or like you're a coward for feeling that way. But like, I can guarantee you there are going to be people out there, even online. If you don't have anyone in your personal life that you can go to, you can reach out and say like hey i need help because there's gonna be one person that 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 reaches back and i agree and i and i think it's cool how we came almost full circle on this like to start out we kind of talked about the the dangers or, mm. or or the the downfalls of social media but now we're discussing there are positives wow. uh the communities the the uh the group chats, the texting, that's what kept me and Rob together. Yeah. It, it, five years now. Five years. It's crazy to think <laughs> about, but it, it's been a fast five years, but also mm. like, you know, it has been that long at the, at the end of the day. Yeah. And, and I'm so thankful for Rob, Rob kind of grabbed me into it and he's like, I like you, please, you know, yeah. like, please keep talking to me. And, right. I, and I was very like hesitant and, and, and that's okay. However you join a group, go, keep going, mm -hmm. show up, keep coming back, keep talking. Right. Cause you can meet people in the weirdest of ways. Oh. We met in the weirdest of ways. And I can guarantee you that like, there will be plenty of opportunity for you to meet someone who is very like-minded. And I only scoffed on, on, on that last <laughs> thing. It wasn't at raw, but How dare the, you. the, the, the the way I met, which will be a story for another day, but mm. the way I, I met Kim, my girlfriend, is also very unorthodox and yeah. probably like should be a Hallmark movie or something. Because yeah. I, I would agree that would be a very good Hallmark movie. <laughs> I'd watch it. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess uh, to kind of wrap things up, it's there are many negatives like anything in life to social media or to anything really. But to this specifically it's it's gonna be hard to navigate and guaranteed there are gonna be a lot of bad days on here 
Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, whatever it is, it's there's a cycle of hate that's going on in this country, in the world right now, and you can't hide from it. But that doesn't mean that there aren't there like there isn't a light at the end of the tunnel. There isn't like there there isn't bright spots to it. And I would say that don't be don't let your fear or your irrational fear of what might happen stop you from what could happen. Because when we get stuck in the what could happen and kind of decide for ourselves and just put up that wall, then we mm. already decided and we don't let what could happen, what could happen if we share our experiences, what could happen if we be our true self, what could yeah. happen if if we help out others and as a society come together to create an image that's more embracing of the two true self than than we as a society can and as as this group and beyond make for a better tomorrow and at the end of the day who doesn't want a better tomorrow i love that that's great beautiful message to end on um thank every i want to thank everybody for who who's listening right now uh, i hope that our discussion helped in some way or gave some sort of different light to a situation you're dealing with i hope that in the future we can create such a community in which people can go to if they don't have anyone else and please dm us go on our social medias we are here to help Mm. We may not be full-on licensed professionals, but we will do our best to assist you or guide you to someone who can assist you. And and thank you for having me on this podcast tonight, Rob. I, like I said, I expect to be back uh, more and more often. So Very much like that, yes. I'm glad to be here. And uh, everyone have, have a, a great night, night yeah. or day, wherever you may be. But <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Just thank you, thank you, thank you.